Welcome. This is the Club NFT podcast where we focus talking to project founders in the Solana NFT space. You're going to want to hear about the helpful insights, innovations, all that's happening now and get clarity how NFTs as a tech and shifting to Web3 is the number one opportunity of our generation, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a fellow founder, an investor, you're going to want to listen in. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, founder of Club NFT, a community where we help NFT investors profit. Let's get into this episode as we roll this clip. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. This is the Club NFT podcast where we talk to founders and, you know, innovators in this space. We get the DLs and the and the the highs of like what's going on and really you know it's really exciting because it gives just a platform for you know other projects to speak on and you know to really share you know the heart the mission the drive of you know founders in this space and what it really takes to be a successful founder and uh, it's really exciting because you know it shifts down to us entrepreneurs and us investors who are wanting to get into certain projects to learn more about web3 and you know be a part of you know this global movement of what's happening, um, you know the shift from Web two to Web three. So we're here with Mode from Invokers, and uh, Mode is a great individual. We connected you know a handful of times. Always a contributor in his community. Always someone that you know looks for his people first. Always adding value into other people's communities. And, you know, just a really great member throughout the space. He's very active. You see him everywhere. And he's a massive voice with a big heart to see people win. And it's really awesome that he's taken the time today to speak with us, share a little bit about his experience and all that jazz. So, Mode, I really, really appreciate you coming to tune in. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, nonetheless, man, um, please um, t- tell me a little bit of, you know, a backstory of, you know, first, like, you know, some of your your prior experience as much as you can. I know you're not fully doxxed and that's cool. It's a part of the the culture in the space, but, <laughs> right. but please share what you can with some prior experiences, your entrepreneurship levels and sort of what you guys are, are now doing um, as a part of Invokers. Sure, man. I uh, really appreciate that intro, dude. And um yeah, you and I have crossed paths, you know, we've been in this space for, I mean, I think uh, we're, we're definitely considered OGs in the space <laughs> at this level at this right. point. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, before uh, coming into Invokers uh, and a co-founder and really Web3, um, you know, I had, uh, I, I was brand building and I was a brand ambassador um, I did content creation, podcast, stuff like that for uh, kind of what I did in IRL and uh, Web2. So a lot of this is already familiar to me. But how I kind of got here is uh, I was working for a family business, um, which was my kind of full-time gig. And then I had my own thing pretty much full-time as well. And um just the state of the world between COVID and the way things were going, uh, the family business closed up. And, you know, in in the time leading up to it, you know, I was starting to prepare myself for it and everything and started investing in other places as well. And one of those became Bitcoin and Ethereum. So 
I learned more about just the entire crypto uh, ecosystem at that point, learned more about trading and just got more and more in depth. And, you know, it doesn't take long to diving into crypto before you hear about need to learn about NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, NFTs were only on Ethereum at that point. And um, I, I just saw the value of nfts but i saw ethereum as kind of a, a a broken mechanism for nfts and what it could be and that's ultimately what led me to find solana and invest in solana um you know it's kind of funny i i, I first bought into solana around 30 40 dollars and um now here we are back down around 30 40 dollars <laughs> kind of crazy but um yeah so it was literally knowing what nfts could be that that led me into finding solana and getting involved with nfts and um you know just uh bringing my my prior uh skill sets of brand building innovating team building um, one of the things I'm best at is seeing what needs done and putting the right people in the right positions to get that job done. Um, so just kind of taking uh, content creation, being able to to understand consumers and um, everything else is what I did before. So it was kind of, um, you know, in a way, somewhat natural for, for me to bring that into the Web3. Yeah, you know, and this is something I talk about to so many, you know, listeners, people who are part of our communities, and just people who are diving into Web3 is, you know, how do you incorporate your skill sets, you know, that you have in, you know, let's call it in real life, as we like to discuss it, and bring it and bridge it into the whole Web3 world, monetize it, and, you know, bring that skill as well. And, and it's really beautiful that, you know, so many people are doing that and, you know, it creates so many different services. So, um, yeah, now- I mean, I pretty much feel any skill that is valuable in web two is needed somewhere in web three. Yeah, totally. And, um, yeah, there's so many, so many different skills. That, exactly. That, that, that's you en- can that's do your endless. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were hosting a job fair the other week. And it's like, you know, it's like, hey, we're looking for so many different skillful people, you know, let's open these doors. So um, cool. So um, now talking a little bit about, you know, Invokers, your the the project that you're a part of, what specifically is your role there? Like, what is your main role uh, within Invokers? I am a co-founder. We, we have our main founder, Sam, and then myself, and uh, Mr. X is one of the co-founders as well. Cool. And then, um, and then your role basically is a lot with like community engagement, relationships, business relationships, all the rest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, Sam and I, uh, Mr. X and I, we 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 were friends in real life. Um, we we've worked together on some things that we've done content creation for in real life. Um, so we're good buddies there. And we, we threw, uh, rogue sharks back in, you know, got, got into rogue sharks. I think they minted in October. So it was probably August when we were in there and connected with, uh, Sam and, you know, it was a little while later that, that Sam started talking about, you know, invokers and this game that he was building and, 
um you know everything that's kind of especially at that time that was built was, was not much and i always knew the power of gaming and, and and you know the metrics don't lie for the retail and the money and revenue mm-hmm. and and everything else of gaming so i always knew when someone created a real game that it was just going to blow the fuck up and when i started finding out what invokers was i just i just you know wanted to be part and you you know a lot of people will have the same story like i just wanted to be part Mm -hmm. um wanted to be part of the community and i just found myself um willingly just taking on more and more roles and just through again applying the skill sets that i always had before and now uh, just adopting them into a new space, I was able to create uh, meaningful relationships, beneficial collaborations, uh, get us, uh, you know, tech support, you know, some for free by up and coming builders and everything else, and really just provide more and more and more and more consistent kind of value and, and output for invokers. And so I went from just kind of being a part of the community and, and a mod to uh, working my myself all the way up as co-founder because I just, you know, I, I put everything into this. Um, yeah, so that it just kind of kept going and going until I got to the top. Oh, so you actually started within the community and you worked your way up, eh? Right, right. I I was friends with Sam, uh, and he saw what I was doing with Rogue Sharks as a brand ambassador, both, um, you know, pre-mint and post-mint for Rogue Sharks, uh, working with them. And so, you know, it just kind of made sense for me to offer, you know, what I had done for them to a friend in, in sam and invokers and help build the brand and the community and everything there mm-hmm. and um as i said i just kept you know rolling my experience and my knowledge over and i was also in the unique position of like i said my my family business was uh in process of closing up so i kind of also i didn't necessarily have i uh, say the free time but I had the drive, the hustle, and the, um, I mean, basically put, uncertainty. I didn't know what I was going to do next. I, I knew what I was doing already, and I knew I could rely on the things I was doing before in Web3 or Web2 and the brand building and everything. But I've always known there was something bigger, um, more uh, I could put my services into as well as extract from. And when I then found crypto and the amount of money that flows through and just the ideas and the tech, and I, I just became obsessed with it all. And yeah, Invokers was no different. Um, I, I got very knowledgeable in the project and was able to provide a lot of connection, a lot of insight, and um, just really help build things to what they are. Yeah, it's that's so cool. I, I, I always love all these stories, it's so fun. Um, but nonetheless, mode, um, I love it for our listeners here to sort of just get a better understanding of what invokers are, right? So that way we are all in context here so could you share a little bit of like you know the elevator pitch of you know 
of what Invokers is, why would someone want to even be a part of it and what you guys are doing in the space? Right, right. The elevator pitch compared to what it really is, um, it, it's hard to condense in an elevator mm-hmm. pitch, but here we go. So Invokers is an MMORPG. Uh, what the hell does that mean? Massive multiplayer online role-play game. So think of World of Warcraft, League of Legends, you know, all these games that individually can bring in billions of dollars a year and do in revenue. We have combined the best aspects of them in our own gaming studio built on Unreal Engine 5. And we're bringing the best of microtransaction and large scale massive multiplayer gaming into ownable assets and NFTs through blockchain. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the short pitch. Um, <laughs> now to, to elaborate a little bit, um, it's important to understand that Invokers was funded and is funded, has been funded uh, for uh, essentially two years at this point and for several years to come. Our founder, his co- the company he works for is our overhead company. So kind of how it started was uh, through Sam's connections. He was able to build on Unreal Engine 5 in beta, even before the largest gaming studios. So he built a model of a game, uh, got professional story writers, game developers, everything, and then went to his company and said, look at the metrics for gaming. I can actually do all of this and build this on the highest quality systems Uh, and most high-def systems before the largest out there. And they gave them funding for it. Um, So that's how Invoker started being built, was literally a a console game to rival the rest. And, you know, just through time, blockchain became, you know, the benefits of blockchain became more and more evident. And um, Solana then started to really stand out. And that's when I came into Invokers and helped them make Solana or bring Invokers into Solana and incorporate an NFT project. So the unique thing is Invokers, you know, we we had spent over a million dollars, 900 some thousand, just about a million dollars before we even had our first mint. Um, So we, we don't need mint funds to build our game or run our project. That's the most important thing. All that money is already allocated. What we didn't have was initial community, beta testers, um, you know, uh, initial content creators, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So that's why, <clears throat> you know, the founder wanted to do this. And the overhead company said, look, you can use the game. You can use the IP. You can literally use everything and anything from invokers except the budget to build the game to make this nft project it was that great so sam actually funded most of the nft project up front himself Mm -hmm. and the point of the nft project is just that we've built initial community we we've built gamers we've got beta testers now um you know we, we we've got our our core our base 
And these the people that invested in the NFT, these NFTs are characters, they're main characters of the game that, you know, everyone else that plays for free, which we everyone will be able to play for free because we don't want there to be a a barrier of entry. If we're going to operate on microtransactions, we want tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of users. So it's going to be free to play and even without NFTs. But for those that do want to buy the NFTs, they own a main character, not just a generic character like everyone else. There's only 2,500 Bravos and only 2,500 Princess Athera. So, uh, and they will, right now, they get you uh, IV token for staking, but they will forever substantially earn more than any of the free players Mm -hmm. right so just by completing the same daily missions you're going to get like a five to ten x on everyone else so when guilds and streamers and everything else become prevalent with invokers we have a feeling that those nfts are going to be of of quite value at that point you know when you got tens of thousands of players uh maybe even hundreds of thousands and, you know, you got these 5,000 main characters that earn you more. Um, we, we think they're, they're going to be sought after. Um, so, yeah, the, the money from the NFT project is not what funds the game. The money from the NFT project is what built the staking. It's what funded our liquidity pool. It's what, um, you know, pays our, our Discord members and our our community managers and our security team it's what funds our prize pools for all our weekly games and just like everything that we can do with that money to roll back to our initial investors um so we're in this really cool but unique situation where the nft project is not necessarily dependent upon the game. I mean, yeah, the game is the main use case, but we roll the money back to give value into holders as is. We're not taking that money from the NFT project to build our game. We're we're giving it back. Mm. And then the money from the game is already allocated and it's not dependent upon the NFT project. So the fact that they're not dependent upon each other, but operate together almost uh, means that each will inevitably have a use case, right? That the game is being built. It's not dependent upon the NFTs. Therefore, the NFTs inevitably will have use case because the game is being built. Um, we're, we're very fortunate to be in this situation. Yeah. So, you know, basically you guys were here to begin with as a, as a deep top competitor in the gaming industry right you were here initially as a game and still are right to compete against all the greats and be a top played game all around the world right and then absolutely. it was with and then no you, thoughts of blockchain yep. yeah with zero thoughts of blockchain and then it was decided that you guys were going to make a little bit of a pivot and you were a little bit educated on you know web three crypto a little bit and how you know maybe this could benefit growing this game that you're already planning to do and you sort of made a little bit of a pivot is is that the case here yep that pretty much well put and you know especially for a game operating on microtransactions right like sure it it's through credit card and everything now but 
I think anyone that really believes in crypto knows or believes that, you know, credit cards and bank accounts and fiat uh, is going to be phased out for these microtransactions and things. And that's why Solana really started to shine. The tech of Solana, the speed of Solana, the oracles of Solana that offer speed and the price. And that combined was like, you know what? We we can build a microtransaction system here. It, it's not possible on Ethereum. Sure, there's Matic and there's things like that 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 have uh, you know layer two solutions that are coming out, but um, the tech, the developers, and everything else, uh, Solana's where it's at, in in my opinion, and as well as many others. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely go dive down that route at some point in this conversation because I'm very intrigued of your perspective on that. Um, but first, you know, um, you know, you talked about these microtransactions. So how is it that you guys are going to be, you know, pr- you know, profiting from these microtransactions? What does this mean for the community of, you know, NFT holders? And then, of course, you know, uh, from my understanding as well, like microtransactions, say with credit cards, right? Hey, a $2 purchase, right? You know, you, you as the merchant, you know, you guys get slapped with a bunch of, of these fees and stuff. So, you know, being on Web3, you know, you're like, it's a big W, right? So, um exactly exactly yeah um exactly that the microtransactions cutting out the massive banks cutting out the credit card companies things like that it increases um the money that we will actually see substantially which means the things that can be built the rewards that can be given back can be built substantially you know what i mean um so that's exactly like you said. It offers the microtransactions, and, and that is what we are looking to open up and what we are looking to offer, and in a decentralized fashion. And inside the game, you know, as you're playing, you will earn NFTs. Um, you know, the, the gear and items you earn will be NFTs. Now, are all these NFTs going to be, say, listed on Magic Eden? No. But we will have an internal marketplace uh, to where you can sell them at the marketplace, or you can even meet up with people and make in-game smart contracts between each other. You know, a, a true free market system. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, I think for some of the people, it's like you know NFTs as a whole. You know, NFTs are simple. It's just a proof of ownership of a. It's a technology that provides proof of ownership of a digital asset, right? And within the gaming scene, you know, all these items, skins, characters within the game, you know, it's easily can be classified as an NFT and curated this way. So it's very tradable and unique, right? So I I think it's, um, I I really love how, you know, a lot of games have been talking about, you know, coming into this space, but more, more importantly, that you guys are actually doing it and being a game that people will actually want to play, right? Because it's exciting. Um, there's good graphics. It's a, something that can be constantly played, all the rest, right? So, Right. Um, we, we wanted to develop a game we, we consider console quality. Like, 
a game to the quality that someone could justify spending the money on it to buy it for their computer or buy it for Xbox or buy it for PlayStation. Like we, we, we have real game developers. Uh, some of them have worked on AAA games. We have real writers and story writers. So it's not like we just kind of came up with an idea like, no, we hired the real people to do these real things. And, you know, we, we like to think of ourselves as we're going to be play and earn, not play yeah. to earn because a uh, play to earn really most of them were shit games. And the only P reason people engaged or played was because they could earn. That's not what we want to do at all. What we want is to take a game and uh, that that gaming kind of lifestyle and everything else that that people loved and became immersed in, and several people have lost portions of their lives to, um, mm -hmm. by enjoying playing these games and building communities and relationships with people, but they really have nothing more to show for it afterwards, unless the what they sell their profile. Um, so to take that and have a game that is fun to play and while you're playing it, you know, it's not like you're, you're gonna make yourself rich by playing this game. It, it, that's not what we're trying to say at all. What we're saying is we're putting out a top quality game that, that is going to be up there with AAA gaming quality that you can earn and will earn while you play. And, you know, just having that as a bonus and you can sell, you know, the individual items you procure, you earn or you create as opposed to, you know, you're all in and all out and have to sell your profile, hmm. um, you know, which, 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 which in a lot of games, you're not even allowed to sell your profile. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. But, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, I think it sounds very. I wouldn't say enticing, but it sounds intriguing to, you know, to partake as an early investor, to buy one of these NFTs, to, to participate, you know, within the community seeing like, you know, where you guys are going. So, you know, as an NFT investor, why, why would we want to potentially partake and invest into your guys' NFTs? Right. For sure. Um, so like I said before, one, uh, you will have one of the very few actual characters in the game. You will have a princess, uh, Athera, or a Bravos, um, or one of the elves, which are, are going to be prominent characters in our game as far instead of a generic character, like the tens of thousands of other players will have. They're all going to kind of sim be similar, where you could really stand out. Um, by owning... Uh, and NFT, you are in our Discord. You're verified. You, you're in for all our whitelist giveaways, everything like that. Uh, our weekly games, just kind of like what everyone else does. So, you know the typical kind of NFT benefits. But through our staking platform, our our currency, our IV token, how it enters the ecosystem is when people stake their NFTs, when they go to click claim, they are literally then minting those tokens into the ecosystem, right? Mm. Well, as these tokens are minted into the ecosystem, they're minted into the holders' wallets, meaning it's the holders that are controlling the supply. And when the game starts to release and people need to start operating on microtransactions for tokens, 
the a very 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 large and most significant portion of our tokens is controlled by the nft holders um and we also offer, offer DeFi. we have a DeFi site to where you can earn your tokens through staking then you can go ahead and you can either pair it with solana or, or back it with usd and put it into a liquidity pool to, to earn you know um uh, it's been a little bit since I looked, but I mean, uh, 60% or so, I know some of them were at and probably still are, or you can just take the token and go ahead and stake it. And it all it does is just earn you more IV token being in the DeFi pool. But, you know, those are what we spent the money from the NFT project on because we don't need the money to build the game. So the money that we received from the M NFT project goes back to bringing liquidity IV token uh, to the holders to then distribute later as we do grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. So um, yeah. So I want to transition a little bit of the conversation and uh, you know, actually talk about, you know, as like a gaming company as a whole, right. You know, would you, recommend you know other gaming companies who think about you know the shift into web3 um or are you guys looking to even be a catalyst to to that movement what are your thoughts behind that um you know it's it's there there's a lot to that question and, mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is because um i fully believe that when gamers realize what nfts are and the asset and ownership that it brings them that it will be an easy and fairly quick transition and migration for them that being said i fully understand why major gaming studios and companies do not want to go to the web3 model they do not want to go to crypto they like the control they like the centralized they make more money that way mm -hmm. so i understand why uh other companies are not going forward to this but um, I do think with the quality of invokers and what we are building, it's going to be undeniable because it is going to be fun. It is going to be visually amazing, and it's just going to be a kick-ass fun game. And that is the number one thing that matters in a game is if it's fun. If people will play it and earn nothing, people will play it even more if they can earn something. So our whole idea is not play a game so people can earn. Our whole thing is let's create a game that's so fucking kick-ass that people will pay microtransactions for it. And wait, people can also earn from doing so because that's the power of Web3 and asset ownership through blockchain. Yes. I don't know, man. I, I'm like imagining the future right now, and it's it's really, it's really beautiful. I, I really love, you know, how you know it's creating this decentralized world where you know, guess what? Now everybody can have a little piece of this, and you know, instead of you know, maybe just you know, us as the company or making all this money, you know, everybody gets a little piece, and depending how much you know you put in and how much time you play you know, potentially you'll earn more, you know, cause you 
you give in order to receive, right? So, um, you know, back in the day when I when I used to play video games, you know, it would have been nice to have been rewarded for, you know, the days and days and days spent on a console, right? And, you know, that's right. really... Ju- just think if right now you could, you know, for games you don't play, just imagine you could go trade that currency or you could go trade those weapons and those skins for, for something you do want to play. Um, and the model now is for players to sell their profiles. Right. And a lot of games are taking that away. So how do you sell like, man, I, I, I got this kick-ass gun that everybody wants, but I'm never going to use it. Right. Um, don't you wish you could just sell that? and not sell your whole profile. And I, I mean, it, it's endless. I mean, we all know what web three can bring. Um, so the adoption to gaming to me just seems it, it's, it is inevitable. And that's yeah. why I'm so fucking stoked to be part well, it, of a team that's paving way. It, it makes me super bullish being a part of something super early, right? Like even getting in today, right? Say you want to go buy an invokers NFT, you know, getting in today, you're so early but it's also like man even just putting a few hundred bucks to just have to for the sake of where will it go and to be earning this invokers currency and you know when it just you know and you're raking it in and when you guys officially do launch become you know a top top tiered game right and you know you have hundreds of thousands of users and this whole time like while you guys are in development stages I've been raking in this currency and now everybody wants this currency. And guess what? I, I just, because I was in it early, I, I have a, a percentage, right? I have at least a full percentage, maybe more of holding this. Exactly. Right? You know, so. you, you mint the currency, yeah. right? And then, you know, we're, we're serious about it. Like yeah. we, we've already got our own Solana validator, um you know with which a ton of projects like they make a ton of hype about hell there's projects our whole thing is we we're buying a validator um no that's just something you should do if you're serious about what you're doing in the ecosystem and you know so solana tps dips a little bit it doesn't affect us at all on our validator everything's still fast and smooth and you know it's just something else we provide and if people uh granted most of the people that are in our ecosystem if they are locking up solana they're pairing it with the iv token they get because they get higher higher DeFi rewards than just locking it up with a validator that you know they usually earn five maybe six percent with the solana validators but um you know we're we're doing everything to be ready to onboard those hundreds of thousands to Mm -hmm. you know millions of users potentially yes yeah, so just to break it down for the listeners that might not know DeFi really simply, like Mode is talking about, hey, so once you own your NFT, right, you then go and put it into a staking protocol. Staking protocol, basically, you're just saying, hey, you know what, I'm not planning to sell this anytime soon, and I'm a, I'm a, a good holder, right? I, I'm someone that, you know, was holding this for the long run. So basically, now that it's put into the staking protocol, they reward you every day, right? They give you a little piece of their tokens every single day. You can then go in there, you claim those tokens, right? So you get X amount every day, you claim that. And then what you can do, they have these DeFi protocols. So this is, you know, decentralized finance is what DeFi is. And basically you can choose to lock your liquidity of your, now your invokers token, right? It's now it's just like another staking pool, right? You, you double hit it in the sense of, 
hey, you know what? I'm now a, a trusted holder of this token, and I'm also going to stake that, and then they're also going to reward you on that, right? Or you could be like, hey, you know what? I have this other liquidity of other money, and I can pair it with that, and they're going to reward you even more by doing so. That, that's, that's really what they're talking about. They created a whole platform for that, and it's very simple to use. It takes a couple steps to learn and understand, but once you figure it out, it's very passive, and you just like, you know, set it and forget it. So it's pretty fun once you start learning about this. And that's like what um, this whole space is all about. So I just wanted to really elaborate that for the people in like Lehman's terms, right? So. Yeah, great, great way to sum it up, man. You, you did a very good job. And yeah, basically, uh, through the money you earn today from staking, you you earn money on that money tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a way to just, you know, you're earning an interest essentially, but you're earning interest on yesterday's interest payments. You can just compound and compound. Uh yep, that that's the beauty of decentralized finance and DeFi. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I'm just holding my bags, you know, and just chilling. Um, I actually got into invokers on their first mint and uh just been chilling ever since. So it's just like it's just accumulating, very passive. And, you know, for a few hundred bucks, why not to see where it goes in the future, right? So <laughs> I like it. Um, we appreciate having you, man. We, yeah, so sure. so Mode, um, what are you most excited for within like the future of Web3 as a whole? Oh, man. <laughs> um, what it does for an individual, right? Uh, and what I mean by that is um, your time as as a person your time as trevor is valuable not only is it valuable to you but it's valuable where you choose to put it and what i mean by that is, is like for instance um you know spotify the only reason spotify can charge you is because they have people providing them music so they have something to put out, but the only reason that's valuable is because they have you as the consumer to listen to that music, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Web3 is giving ownership back to you in your time and where you choose to spend it. And we have things like Gala Music where, where you know, musicians can turn NFT or music into NFTs. And when those songs are played, they will earn directly because they are creator. And you are the listener. You are providing a valuable place for these people to post their creations. So you are valuable to them also. So, you know, did you like this song? Yes or no? Did you like track one, two, three, or four, five better? You know, through these small interactions, you can now literally listen and earn. Um, you, we're giving people back uh, ownership of their time and their engagement because, you know, the only reason Twitter's valuable is because you are on there posting and creating content. You are creating and consuming content. So, yeah, Twitter's a free one, but there's going to be, you know, engage, uh, engage to earn. And that's what I'm really excited about in Web3 is engage to earn. And where people choose to spend their time, they get value back for their time. And people in turn will create better and more valuable things. 
I really like that a lot. You know, I really like that model engage to earn because that's also what you guys are encompassing as well with invokers. It's like more you just use and show up, you're going to earn more as well. So it, exactly. it's really play it's re- and earn. Yep. It's really yep. collaborative um, overall. Um, now, next, I really want to talk a little bit about Solana because you seem like you have a really good perspective on it. Um, so let's talk Solana, man. Like why, why do you believe in Solana so much? Cause I have been going to some local NFT meetups here in Vancouver and I went to like an Ethereum event the other day as well. And, uh, I'm really, you know, I was like the only person in the room that like invests in involved with Solana. I'm really curious to hear your perspective as like, you know, why Solana, um, your experience with it and why maybe people should be thinking about Solana, especially if they're going to web three. Well, I mean, you're early, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. If everyone else in that room would have known about Solana, the price would be up higher. You'd have a higher barrier to entry and you wouldn't be early anymore. So that, that, that just makes me even more bullish. Um, you know, I- Ethereum. Well, let me step back. There's usually, two that stand on top whenever it comes to technology or technology providers you have um you know verizon at&t you have uh android you have iphone you have playstation you have xbox you have Mac, you have Dell, you, you know what I mean? There's usually, mm-hmm. it, it, it usually always comes to like, of course, there's always other ones, but there's always a top two, right? I don't see Ethereum losing that spot because of the network they have already, how many ERC 20 tokens there are, how many wallets are opened up for, for the ERC tokens, um, how many different people are, how many NFTs, how everything has already been built on Ethereum because it was first, right? So I don't see that network um, falling. However, we need a second. We need something that's going to be faster. We need something that's going to be cheaper. Um, and let's be real, something a lot of people don't even know or maybe choose not to keep in mind is Solana is still in beta. So, um, you know, we're still in beta on Solana and look what it does already. Um, so seeing who is building on Solana, the people coming to Solana, the language you build on Solana, you can find so many more people ready to build on it than you can with the language you need to build on Ethereum. Um, And to wrap it back around, because Solana allows gaming and these microtransactions, that's when I see institutional money come in. But big investors in institutional money, they do not give a shit about the price of Solana or the price of Ethereum, whatever. What do they care about? They don't care about the price number going up and down. They care about transactions. The number of wallets opened up per day, the number of transactions per day, the number of transactions per individual. Now, when we open up good games and we have more users, more people adapting wallets, more people 
uh, doing these microtransactions. That's when our metrics will really go up. That's when investors and, and institutional money then really take notice. It's the network. It's all about the network. And when when that starts to grow, inevitably, the, the price of Solana is will then grow with it. But that's the metrics they're looking at. And those are the, the metrics I believe that gaming is going to influence the most and be the biggest influential factor on. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. Um, what was your, you know, your biggest factor to choosing Solana versus, you know, other chains? Um, one, the, the amount of people built that you can hire to build on Solana tech, mm -hmm. um, the people that we were seeing already moved to Solana tech and both the, the, the speed and the transactions and, you know, uh, and let's, let's not talk about, let, let's not talk about Ethereum. Let's say, um, you know, Cardano. Um, and actually we were approached by someone very, 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 very high that pretty much everyone would know the name of in Cardano to bring invokers there and guaranteed that we could mint out and everything else. And we, we could have, we could have minted out and probably at a higher price, but the tech we, we, we couldn't be building our own tech. We couldn't find people that, that understood their language. And, and the scalability for what we needed to do just was not there. Mm -hmm. um, AVAX, it, it just doesn't have the liquidity or the interest yet to be able to say, hey, we want to build a game that's going to rival some of the biggest we, we needed something that would allow us to build what we needed to do, but also had the liquidity and the attention. And I, I believe uh, Solana is going to be number one for NFTs. So it would be the number one place for a, a, an NFT game, you know, or a game. Let me rephrase a game that incorporates NFTs. I should right. say. I love it. So uh, super rapid fire. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap this call up, um, you know, super quick. How many people are on your uh, team with invokers? Ah, uh, wow. Um, a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned, there's the founder, myself and Mr. X as other co-founders. Um as far as how many different artists, because we have two development teams, really. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we, we have the Web3 and NFT development team. And then we also have the Unreal Engine 5 and gaming development mm -hmm. team. Um, so we, we have artists, uh, we have story writers, uh, developers, but then we also have team um as far as like our community managers and our alpha callers and our mods um man it, it it's hard to say but it, it's a pretty large team i'll put so it that pr way. so probably on the <laughs> on the web three side you probably have like you know maybe about 20 people or so and then on the on probably the, just under but near yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then um, on the other side you probably have what like 30 people or I don't know what it's probably takes. right around near 20 as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and most of them are, are full time for us. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we, we do employ a, a good bit of people. And and that's kind of, you know, it, it, it almost took me a, a bit of time, uh, I guess, for 
just the the switch to kind of flip in my brain of yeah we're, we're not just building like a web3 game but we, we've built a web3 game studio and we're putting out a game like we've put together this entire mm. team it's an entire gaming studio at this point you know which is pretty fucking awesome yeah um now where's the best place for people to like find more about invokers specifically i mean the easiest thing to do is is probably just go on to twitter you know uh you you if you go into twitter and you look up invokers you'll be able to find uh the link tree the link tree will provide you with the website it will provide you with uh the magic eden listings it'll provide you with our DeFi sites it'll provide you with our discord it um so pretty much everyone is uh is on twitter at this point so invokers nft um or you could just google search invokers yeah Cool. It's I N V O K E R S invokers. Um, yeah, that's definitely easiest. And then go do your own research, right? You know, of course, none of this is financial advice, but uh, go check it out, right? So, um, okay, cool. And then as a as a founder, what would be your number one tip to other founders? Ah, man, that's a good one. Um transparency and communication um especially in gaming there's always going to be delays you know i i kind of explained to you how we we had to run a covid and everything else uh run through our team and kind of slow things down at through our development team and our gaming studio um we had we had Solana literally shut down on our mint day to zero TPS and need to be reset. And none of these things are things you can necessarily control, but you can be transparent with your community uh, community about what's going on. So, um, you know, most people are pretty understanding. Uh, what is FUD? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And people become fearful when they're uncertain. When they're uncertain, they become doubtful. Doubtful leads to fear, right? So literally, you can combat fraud just by being communicative and transparent. Yeah, that is literally key, right? As a founder or someone that's, you know, voicing in the community, be transparent, be truthful, and uh, and just show up, right? So... Right. Um, and, and like, for example, I'm, I'm not docs, you know, I don't put my hmm. name out everywhere, anything like that. I I've had video calls, voice calls, whatever, you know, I've, I've met some of our community IRL. So it's not like, you know, I, I'm, I'm hiding. I don't need to scream and show myself to everyone and anyone, but with my community members and where, you know, if, if it makes them feel better having full transparency and me having a video call with some of these people, you know, I do, I'll do a video call AMA. Um, you know what I mean? Because it takes some of that FUD, that fear, uncertainty and doubt out. Like, yeah, I don't need every idiot on the internet yeah. to know my name and who I am. But for those that believe in me and want to be part, I want to be transparent with you. And I am. Well, people get to know you as mode, right? You know, your web three identity in a sense, right? It's just like so many other founders, you know, they may not be docs, right? But they 
um, are present and they, you know, communicate and they are transparent and they are showing and they've created a, a new name for themselves, right? That people will then, you know, tie into, then we'll get to know, like, and trust and, and want to be a part of, right? And I think right. you've and, already done a great job on that. So. And at this point, I mean, the, the name mode carries more weight than if i were to tell you my real name like you'd be like okay great or, or, or what's even but, huger right now is is your profile picture right people exactly know, know from your profile exactly picture. that's what people know is is my profile <laughs> picture and my name and that's what carries weight because this is the world that i'm now working in and you know yeah. you're you're only just like the streets man you're only as good as your last transaction so <laughs> you know you you got to keep your shit clean you you can't be fucking around or trying to fuck people over like you, your name yeah. is everything in this space yeah and, and you know what i love about web3 and you know about this conversation too you know you discuss it is in like you know one of your your most excited parts of the future of web3 right you know just ties all back to being very collaborative right and i think you really discovered that since you know being a part of solana being part of the nft communities showing up right everyone's here to like serve in some sort of way and and to really you know to collaborate right how can everybody win how can people get pieces of the pie right and that's what you guys are doing with invokers that's what you see you know the future of crypto and web3 is like you know it's taking away these centralized places and making it more decentralized to everybody eating everybody winning and i really really love that so um one final question uh before we go What's been your favorite part now that you're like a full on uh, D D gen? <laughs> oh man, the, the fuck the freedom, the freedom in decentralization. But um, no, the community, man. Like I have, I have met people in this space um, that I consider to be true friends and I know will, will be lifelong friends. And, and, you know, some of our, a couple of our community members, I even met IRL when we happen to be near the same place, but the relationships I have built in this space are, are worth more than any flip that I've made or, or any payment that I've acquired from, from invokers or, or advising other projects, man. I truly do love the people in this space and love doing what I do and helping others fucking make it too. And that, that's real. Right. Oh, I love hearing that. It's so in line, of course, even with my own answer and um you know it, it it's it's really beautiful the relationships and the communities that you get to create and be a part of here like i have you know some pretty expensive nfts and i wouldn't even sell it just because it's like why would i do that because it's like it gives me access to this community that i can leverage for so much more than even what this nfts even valued at right so no um, doubt you are right? absolutely so. right you're absolutely right. A lot of people say your network is your net worth. And that's why people pay to get into these networks, because you can leverage them to increase your net worth. Yeah. And people think we're crazy. But hey, guys, you know, it, this is just a conversation where it's like, holy crap, you know, as an entrepreneur, as you know, someone that wants to do 
really big things and create freedom, create something for themselves or for others, you know, this could be a really good place to start to, to start building a network and to, to start networking and being a part of, right. You know, there's, you know, you're, you guys are the innovators in this space of being like, you know what, we're going to go the left way. It's like, Hey, you could choose to start a magazine company right now, but you know, that, that was 20 years ago kind of deal, right? You know, we're here in the future and, you know, you believe in the tech, why not start, you know, with your chess pieces ahead, right? So yeah, that- I, I fully believe that, you know, it's, it's already fact that um, no matter where you live, even if you don't have internet, that, that the internet affects your daily life, right? Yeah. Uh, be it through shipping, transactions, payments, whatever it is, uh, internet affects everyone's daily life. And I, I fully believe that uh, crypto and blockchain is going to do the same where you will, every person every day will be affected by blockchain transactions. And um, we're here in the one to 2% before it becomes a hundred percent. That's the way I see it. Hey man, we're, we're actually the 1% and, you know, we take that 1% and we're the 1% of that 1%. That's really where, who we are. And where we're <laughs> truth, <right> truth. <laughs> so um, either way mode, um, we'll wrap it up here. Do you have any last things that you really just want to add or something that you didn't get across um, throughout this conversation before we wrap this up? Man, I, I, Trevor, I appreciate you having me on and just talking about Invokers and myself. I really do. And I, I tell you what, you know, we didn't even discuss this, but I, I'm going to throw you um, an NFT from our first and our second collection to we'll, we'll figure out some way cool. They'll have to listen to this and engage, engage to earn like we talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. some way. I, but I'll hook someone up uh, strictly from your community with uh, an OG and Invoker as well as an elf just to show appreciation. But but, um, you know, check us out in Invokers. And, you know, if you find value in me personally, you know, I do advise other projects. I am a brand ambassador. I run spaces. Uh, I connect people with pretty much everything they need in this space. And that's why, uh, you know, I'm now head of uh, solutions. And that's what we do. We provide solutions to people in the Solana space. So check out Invokers. You know, you can look me up mode. Uh, you can find me every morning on spaces. Uh, and pretty much every evening, if you ever want to just talk and bullshit or come hang out in our community, we're always gaming and in discord and yeah, man, let, let's just expand. And, um, I appreciate you having me here, dude. Hey dude, I, I really appreciate it as well. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you can, you can, you can find mode everywhere and, and he's always willing to, to open up, uh, and, and, you know, create that connection. Right. So, um, all the links and everything will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to find, you know, mode social link, uh, his Twitter, as well as invokers um, for any more info um, in terms of, you know, you know, getting a, you know, one of these NFTs that you want to, you know, potentially give away to our audience. Um, we'll, we'll figure out something. We'll, we'll do a giveaway on Twitter or something like that and, um, and share, share it out. So. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. So thank, thank you, Mo, for your time. And, you know, let's have, a, let's have an amazing, amazing month. It's going to be fun. So appreciate you, man. Pre- peace, everyone.